that time again. Welcome to the One Man Ride episode podcast. I am your host, as always, Michael Ward. There we go. Michael Ward. Um, I don't even know what episode number we are on. I know it's uh, April 21st. It is week four of my um, weekly high school rankings for the Midwest. So if that's how we got to do it, that's how we're going to do it. Uh, I'm not going to lie. A little... um, After last week, uh, which... Again, I don't know if you could tell, uh, was a little emotional for me. Um, it's a very emotional subject and, and uh, a little overwhelming. Um, and uh, I just wanted to, I guess, update, um, let you know what's been happening, how it's gone, what's going on. Um, so for those of you who don't know, or who don't don't listen? Uh, I had a, a young player who I, you know, correspond with. I guess that's the right term. Quite a bit during the last few years, and um, he basically said that he was in trouble. Um, that he didn't know he he was in crisis. He didn't know where his life was going. It was a very scary situation. Um, and um, uh, he reached out to me. We talked. We have been talking over the last few days or the last few or the last week. Um, we've talked on the phone. Um, I, I think he. I think he's through this. He spoke with his parents. He let them know uh, there is just a lot of issues for kids right now. Um, and I said last week that if you have, you know, any issues, reach out. I'll be more than happy to talk to you. Um, you know, we care for you. I'm here for you. Uh, I also was, um, talked to a lot of uh, parents, a lot of coaches, a lot of people who reached out to me about the episode. Um, most of it was positive. Um, people saying thank you. Uh, it made me talk to my son. It made me talk to my daughter. It made me reach out. It made me hug my kid. Those are the things that made me feel good. I was very happy about that. It, you know, it, you feel good about yourself if you think you could help somebody in that because that's what it's all about. The lacrosse stuff is just, you know, fun. It's just entertaining. It's it's for me to just babble on about something. It's for you guys if you like it to listen to. But this was life all of a sudden. And life hits you pretty hard and it hit me pretty hard. Uh, I will say this, and I brought it up last week. Um, it might have been a blessing in disguise, to tell you the truth. Uh, me and my son went on a long journey to look at colleges. We had a very, 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 very deep talk. He was having some issues um, about everything. Just, you know, things that you, I wouldn't have thought and this forced me to look at it, and this forced me to talk to him about it, and this forced him to talk about it because I wasn't going to let him get away with it. Uh, and I will say, he was smiling afterwards. Um, it just seemed like he got a load off. I think the combination of not knowing what's going on in the world, 
not knowing all of it. I mean, there's there's a lot of turmoil right now. Be it whatever you want to find the turmoil in, there is turmoil. Uh, current events, the pandemic. For these kids, it could be graduating, or it could be grades, or it could be friends, or it could be anything. So we had it out. We had a nice seven and a half hour drive to Alabama. We talked, really talked. It just seemed like he got a load off. Like, like he was smiling again. And, and, and if anyone who knows my son knows, he's always smiling. And he hadn't been smiling. And I just sort of just talked it up to living a weird one day on school, one day off school, practice, whatever. It, I didn't know. Anyway, it seemed to have helped, and it helped me. I also had parents reach out all week with emails, which I loved. Um, like I said, it, it, it's encouraging when you think you could help somebody. The part that has really affected me, and I, it still has me shaken, and I'm not going to lie, is how many kids reached out. A lot. And there are a lot of kids in trouble. Um, there were some kids who reached out who were brave as hell, who don't know me. They were literally sending me emails or DMs introducing themselves, and they were all lacrosse players, and saying, this is who I am, I play at this school. Thank you for bringing up the issue of mental health. I've struggled with mental health for years. I went through some very dark times. What you said was very uplifting, and I knew it could help other kids. I got that type of message 25 times. 25 kids all throughout the, this past week. I got more messages from kids who were in trouble, who were going through things, so much so that I got nervous to not have my phone with me at all times because I didn't want to miss a call, I didn't want to miss a text, I didn't want to miss an email, I didn't want to miss a DM. It got to the point where on Saturday, no, Friday, so I released this on last Wednesday, on Friday I was in Alabama at dinner with my son around 7 o'clock at night. And my phone kept making, you know, the vibration, because I had it on silent, it was vibrating. And my son kept saying, who is calling you? Who is calling you? Who is calling you? And I kept opening up, and I'm like, these are kids your age reaching out to me. And I said, and this is all what we talked about on the ride here, and this is about the episode that we talked about, and the boy who reached out. And, and he looked at me, and he just said, Jesus. And I said, exactly. Like, this is, I don't know what to do. And... And I, you know, and I answer every kid and I'm, but I showed him, I just scrolled through it and he was astounded by the amount of messages that were coming in as we were sitting there. And I was, and 
it has since died down a little. Um, there's been some repeat calls. A lot of the times I said, you need to talk to your parents. You need to be honest with your parents. Um, and if you can't talk with your parents, talk with your coach, talk with a counselor. Um, I think they took, and as I said, I go, you took the first step in reaching out to me. That means you could take a step and reach out. You know there's an issue. You know you're not feeling great. That if you had the opportunity to reach out to me, I care. And I said that I care about them all. I do. I care about them all. This, none of this is a lie or hyperbole or anything. I said I care about you all. I care about you so much. Please seek help from a parent because I'm a parent. And if I knew that my kid was hurting and didn't think he can come to me, it would kill me. Believe me, no matter what situation you were in with your parent, please let them know that you reached out to me because there was an issue. Some obviously did because I got calls from some of those parents thanking me. Some of them very emotional. Uh, again, I get, I'm an emotional guy. I get choked up, so sorry if I get choked up. But I, this is so something so strong. And... And as everybody who's reached out to me and said, thank you for doing it, my reply has been, this is so much more, this is so much worse than I thought. Again, I am a 51-year-old man talking on a podcast about lacrosse and teenagers who don't know me are reaching out to me with issues of, of wanting to hurt themselves. It's an epidemic. It's awful. It is awful. I, I made some further tweets like, hey, lacrosse coaches, just have your boys show up, girls show up, don't even have equipment, just, hey, you know, it's kumbaya, that might get in a circle and just try to give the trust with each other, try to get the connection, take the phones away, keep them in their locker, do something, try to connect, just try to, just try to, you might save a life. The crazy thing about it was when my son saw all this and saw me doing this while we're sitting there, and again, I felt guilty because I'm on his college trip and I'm answering other kids of his same age, and he looked at me, this one's going to get me a little, and he just said, I'm proud of you. You know, I don't know if you know, if it's ever been said to you, but, you know, when your kid says they're proud of you, if something you're doing, it, it's, it's, it means you got through to them. Like, he understood it. He just went through it with me. He understood it, and he's like, you got to keep doing what you're doing, because I honestly sat there and said, I don't know if I could do this. I don't know if this is... If if I should be doing this, I, there's so, this is such new territory. I don't know what my responsibility is. I I, I don't, uh, and, and I don't want anyone saying, "Oh, you're because I did get this. Oh, you're not a prof- trained professional, and, and whatever." And and I, you know, of course, I got a little right back at him. If you were doing your job, they wouldn't be reaching out to me. Um, but then I also got other trained professionals and other people in this industry, and said, "Hey." You could have kids reach out to me. I had parents saying, hey, you could have the kids reach out to me. This, So 
it's good. It's bad. It, it's just something I, I can't stress enough. I, I don't, I don't know how to channel this energy. I don't know how to channel what should be done into some way that could be a movement. I'm not smart enough for it. I'm not, I don't know the mechanism to do it. I know this. I know there are a lot of smart people who listen here because a lot of you have called me. And I'm sure that there's a way that we could bring more of a light to this. And I'd be more than happy to be a part of it. I would more than happy to tell a story or something. I don't know if I have the capability of doing this. There are much more successful people at that do things like this as, as me. I, I am more than happy to help. I am more than happy to sit back and pass it along. I don't need any anything out of this. I just want the safety of these young men and women. Because it's heartbreaking. I'm truly heartbroken. Uh, I, I I shit, and when everyone, and whenever I get another call or something, it brings it back up again because I get nervous about it. Um, and as I said last week, there's no reason for it. I mean, there is a reason. I understand the depression. I understand all of that. But there's no reason why we can't just all of us in our busy lives just take time out, take a breath, take a breath. And hug your kids, love your kids, tell them you love them, tell them you're there for them. Take a drive with them. I'll tell you what that, that they can't get out of the car uh, and just take a drive and maybe get a bite to eat. And I, I don't know, it, it's not just for them. It's very cathartic. Well, it was for me. It was cathartic for me. It was, it was eye-opening and it was, and it was, it, and it made me feel good, and it made him feel good, and it's now like someone was just over at my house earlier today, and we were talking about it, and he came in the room, and I said, Michael, tell him about what, and he's like, you couldn't believe the messages that just kept coming through on his phone, and he's like, and it was, and he was answering it, like, and again, I, I'm going to keep using this when you hear your kids say he's proud of you. Uh, so I liked hearing that. Um, so if anyone has an idea, and they want to try to help organize something that you want me to be a part of or not, or just promote or something. I don't care. Anything that could help, please let me know. I'll do whatever I can. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who, do, who will do whatever they can because the outpouring of messages I've gotten says that is so. Um, and... If, if that's what we could do, if, if, that's what, if that's what this show became about, if being just some schmuck talking about lacrosse in the Midwest all of a sudden turned into some sort of movement to help the kids in the Midwest or the kids in your school or the kids, someone saved somebody, well, then I would never have to do this again. I would never have to speak on this again. I would never... I would be content to just sit there and say, listen, something good came out of this, and that's, and that's the bottom line. And you know what? And I'd be more than happy to slink off into anonymity, anonymity and, and, and never to be heard from again and just saying, hey, 
someone ran with this and they made it great and I'm so happy. Again, I don't care. There's nothing about me um, except I'm the one telling the story. That's it. But this could be everybody's story. I wish it was everybody's story that kids were reaching out to all of you and talking to you about this and making this something so important. Um, the funny thing is, or the strange thing is, or what I didn't listen to the episode. I never listened to the episode. I basically record the episode, talk about stuff, turn it off, and then sort of just promote it because I don't really get the time again to go and listen to it. And I listened to it again today. I listened to it before I did this one today. And I don't remember saying half the stuff I said. If that's, if that sounds crazy. Like, I'm like, oh, I said that. Oh, okay, I said that. Like, I, I think so many times I'm so guarded talking. Uh, I pause a lot because I'm trying to think of what to say that might not offend anybody, that might not bug somebody, that I'm trying to keep things as vanilla as possible. Now, again, I've just said this. I'm a very emotional person. I get very angry. I get very happy. Uh, I get very punchy. Um, and I try to keep an even keel on this and just tell a story. Um, so I forgot pretty much like a lot of what I said. And sometimes I repeat myself. So I apologize for that. I apologize that that's a, uh, that I do that. And, um, it must be frustrating to listen to. I, <laughs> that's all I can say. I apologize for wasting your time. I, I believe me. I love that, the, the, that all of you who listen, listen. Um, I might not say things that you like. I might not say things that are important to you. And he might say, oh, this episode is not for me. Uh, I know a lot of people like to hear their school being talked about or their children being talked about or their team being talked about. And I don't do that all the time. Um, I used to do a radio show back in the day, back when I ran for political office and after I ran. And it was just me and a buddy that we used to work for. And we used to just talk about everything. Like one of the episodes, well, one of the things we did every week was who do I punch in the face this week? And it would always be every week someone who I felt like I needed to punch in the face because they did something stupid. Or there was what made me shed a tear that week because it'd be like something that made me get emotional about it. So, I mean, again, I, I, that show and this show are two different things. I'm just sort of trying to put a spotlight on the cross, and now all of a sudden my life pulled into this, and I, I'm at a crossroads. I don't know where I'm going with this anymore. I don't know what my thing is. I don't know what I should do. And again, if you're listening, feel free to reach out and say what you want me to do. Like I, I like connecting with people on a personal level. This isn't to sit there and give X's and O's and tell you know this and that. It's just personal. Uh, I have my my um, the audience, the, the analytics of the thing, and. Um, 75% of the people who are listening, I think, are between like 39 and 63. So it's adult age people like me, parents. Um, that's who I wanted it for. This is to talk to parents about the game and their kids and their schools. Um, because it all started with, hey, what do you know about this team? Or what do you know about this kid? Or what do you know about this club? It was always me starting by talking because parents were always asking me questions. Because in the Midwest, they didn't know as much as in the other places, and things were new. They're not as new anymore. This is going back five years. I've just only been doing this for like three. But five, six, seven years, 
I've been, you know, with club lacrosse and all these people. I've met so many people. That's the genesis of this. Then the high school, just because I like to watch high school. That so again, I, I I'm I'm in a quandary myself right now. I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing or if I'm doing the right thing. Um, like when I stopped recording last week, I knew what I said was something that was going to hit with people. And I knew it might be something that was going to do good. And I was very proud of myself that I might have done something to help people. Where I said to myself, I might pull the George Costanza from Seinfeld, for my demographic that should be knowing this, is when when George would make a joke and he'd say, that's it, I'm out of here, like he would leave on a high note. Like I sat down at the table with my wife and kids and I said, I think I might have just hit on something that might be very important. I think I should leave on a high note. Like, I don't know if I can touch people that way anymore. And I, don't, and I think it would be a letdown to not or, or try. Because then it would seem inorganic. And that was all me. And that was all natural. And everything I'm talking about is all natural. This is all off the cuff. I just turn on this recording and I just start talking. I... I I get nervous before I do these. I get, uh, it's not anxiety. I just get like, do I want to talk about this? Is this important? Um, is this really what I need to talk about? Is this what anyone wants to listen to? It's sort of, you know, you're putting yourself out there and then people sit there and could blast you privately uh, by sending you messages and saying you suck or this or that. And it's like, why do I need to put up with it? But I felt like I needed to at least respond to last week. Because so many people responded to me. Uh, so anyway, I don't, again, I, I, I thought I got too heavy last week. I don't want to be too heavy. I don't want people being upset. I, this is supposed to be light. It's, a, it's about a game. So anyway, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for indulging me. Any kids out there still reach out. If you need to, I'm here. Believe me, I will always be here. Um, Because you matter to me, you matter to your parents, you matter to your friends, and anything that you're going through right now won't matter in the future. So please, step back, take a breath, take a breather, ask for help. We're there. Um, Okay. Now let's get into the lacrosse talk, which hopefully people wanted to hear. So it's week four of my rankings. Uh, um, which I think they, uh, they seem to bring out the worst, to tell you the truth. Uh, again, I've, as I've said, they're just my rankings. They're just one guy's rankings. Now, I think I, my rankings are better than anyone. I'm not going to lie. I see the teams. I can see how they play. Um, I don't rely on anybody else's opinions. I rely on mine. I think that there's teams that I rank that might lose to other teams that aren't ranked, but in this in this day and age right now, these teams have played the games, and you know I could say this team stinks, but they could go on and go undefeated and win something, and I go, oh well, then I'm wrong. Uh, so that's so that's what the if that makes any sense again, uh, that that's what I'm doing. So, let me see. Where are we at? Okay. 
So this is week four. And week three, I'm trying to look at what we did week three. Okay, so week three. So last week's top ten, I started with Dublin Jerome, San Xavier of Kentucky, Springboro, Upper Arlington, Brother Rice, HSC, Archbishop Moeller, Shawnee Mission East, MICDS, and St. Ignatius of Ohio. That was the top ten last week. Um, Two of those teams played each other. Three of those teams played each other. Let's see. Yeah. Dublin Jerome played HSC. Uh, Shawnee Mission East played MICDS. The showdown, what did I call it? The, the showdown in St. Louis. Um, MICDS won in overtime. Thriller. Thriller. Obviously, it'll have an effect on week fours. Um, rankings. Um, so without further ado, let's just go through it. So Dublin Jerome, they're still number one. Dublin Jerome, I've watched now. God, I've watched a lot of their games. They are really, really good. They are really good. Um, they are fun to watch. They're as fun to watch as anyone. Um, they beat Liberty 18 to 6. They're 10 and 0. They're scoring a ton. They beat Liberty 18-6. They beat HSC 13-10. That's the closest game they've had. HSC, who people question saying, oh, a team from Indiana. You ask any team that's played HSC, you ask, tell you what, go ask the coach at Dublin Jerome. He's like, I'd love to play that team every week. That's a team that the coaching is great, the players are great, it's tough. That's the kind of team you want to play. That's what HSC is, just saying that. Um... HSC, that was HSC's second game that day. They're not backing down from anybody. They're playing these games now to win Indiana State Championship. Um, and it was tie, tied. Was it tied in the beginning of the fourth quarter or just start the fourth quarter? And then Dublin Jerome just, you know, you can't give Dublin Jerome chances. You just can't. You have to play a flawless game against Dublin Jerome. Because they will make you pay for your mistakes. If you drop a ball, there's two guys on them. That's what's so fun about Dublin Jerome to play. They do all of the little things. They do all the fundamental things that you need to do to win. Uh, not to mention they have great players and great coaching, and it's a fun, it's a fun system. Uh, if you could see Dublin Jerome play, take them in. And, and as I said, I guarantee you the teams in Indiana for the next month and a half, who will be playing against HSC, are going to see some of those plays that Dublin Jerome does. Because Coach Beasley learns from other people, from other coaches and incorporates it, and there's a lot to like about Dublin Jerome's play. And there's a lot that I'm sure he's going to incorporate into their play, which should scare a lot of people in Indiana. Number two is St. X of Kentucky. Uh, they beat Carmel, Indiana team, beat Carmel 14-4. to um, Here's the issue with St. X now. I don't think they really play a strong schedule going forward, so does that keep them up here? It, it's going to, it, it, I'm the one doing it, it's going to hurt them. The, the strength of schedule will start hurting now. Um, so they play St. Oldham, or uh, South Oldham next, which is a Kentucky team, and I expect them to handle them. And then they play St. X of Ohio. There's a challenge. Now, again, St. X of Ohio lost four games in a row. 
They have been in battles for four games, and they've lost. If you know Ohio lacrosse, and you know San X, and you, co- you know Coach Nate Sprong, they're never out of any game. I don't care if there's six players. He's going to think of a game plan to get them to do their best. So I never will ever count out St. X. I, don't, I think St. X is not ranked in my, St. X of Ohio is not ranked in my top ten. They're not even like, let's say, the top five of the non the top ten. Again, if I said St. X wins the state championship of Ohio, would it shock me? No. Would it shock a lot of people? No, because they know how to win. So let's see St. X go against St. X. St. X, Kentucky, that'll be a big game to keep an eye on. So now what we're starting to look at in these rankings and the teams, now you're going to start seeing the shakeout. You're going to start seeing these teams play each other. Uh, Some teams have some great schedules coming up. Um, Number three, which is a mover, which moved up one slot, Upper Arlington. They beat Liberty uh, 17-4, and they lost to Culver Prep 12-4. I was at that game. Um, Upper Arlington was winning. Uh, I'm not going to say Upper Arlington had Culver on the ropes. At no point, and I'll be completely honest, at no point was I worried about Culver not winning that game. Um, I think Culver came out lackluster. I think Culver came out unfocused. I think Upper Arlington came out very focused and ready to go. The reason that I was there, the reason that I really wanted to watch it, was because I wanted to see Shea Keithler... Uh, Maryland uh, commit for the faceoff, going against uh, Alec Vaccaro, uh, who's going to Army, and it was Alec's first game back in, uh, I think, a month and a half after a groin injury, and I wanted to see this battle. And I will tell you what, that was worth me going to. Um, <laughs> here's, here's what's crazy. I have heard stats, the faceoff stats, from four different people that were there or reported on it or recorded, and none of them, none of them were the same. Um, I had it, I think maybe Alec won two more than Shea, but I was behind the bench, and when I saw both of those kids come off, that position is so brutally tough. These kids looked like they were beat up. I mean, they were laying down, they were, you know, and then they just went back out there. All I wanted to see was, like, the tap of the glove at the end, like, hey, man, that was a battle, because it was a battle. It was a battle. It was great, and that and and um, God, I can't think of the goalie's name for Upper Arlington. Played great. Um, there were some very nice plays. Here's what I'm going to tell you about Upper Arlington, and this is why I ranked them. This is why I moved them up a spot. And it wasn't because of the Culver game. It was because what I saw in the Culver game, which made me feel good about them. They are a well coached team. They don't make mistakes. I don't think they have the offensive firepower of Dublin Jerome. I think they're a competent team. And all the teams that I've seen this year, not all of them have been very competent. There's been a lot of drop balls, a lot of sloppy play, um, and we could chalk that up to a lot of different reasons. But at this point in the year, for a team like Upper Arlington or a team like St. X or a team like Dublin Jerome, who've got 10 games under their belt or 9 games under the belt, you shouldn't see that. So Upper Arlington, they knew they were going up against a strong opponent. They did what they had to do. They tried to ball control. They tried to do this. It's just a matter of time when you have the talent that's on the other side um, that's going to break through. I've seen 
But by no means would I, if I'm Upper Arlington, I mean, I'm sure that they were winning and I'm sure that they were like, we're going to do this. I'm sure there's no reason for them to put their head down. They played that team to a 12 to 4 victory. I don't care what you want to say. They played them. That made me think Upper Arlington is a, is a, is a better team. Uh, not than Culver, but just a better team. Like, I learned something about their team in the loss. Um, I don't think they play Dublin Jerome in the regular season, which is a shame. Um, I'm shy. I, I don't know how what zone or um, what zones work, how they work one, two, three, or four. If they would play each other in the playoffs, or if they would play each other in the championship, or if they're even playing in the MSCLA. I hope they are. I forgot what teams are going there. Uh, somehow, I'd like to see them play before. It was for all the marbles. I would like to see that. Um, number four is Brother Rice. They're five and one. They doubled up Cathedral this week, um, twelve to six, I believe. They play Catholic Central tonight. This is the granddaddy of them all, if you want to call it. This is the this is the new Trier Loyola. This is Catholic Central, Brother Rice, Saint X Moeller. Um, these are games in the Midwest. People know. People know these games. Um, this is a big one. Uh, Brother Rice has not been as sharp as they normally be. Brother Rice has a ton of injuries. Not an excuse. A lot. Of, all these teams have the injuries. Um, you know, you're missing five, five D1 kids. It can hurt. Again, I said it last week, they reload. So this is a huge one. And then they got Forest Hill. They, they play Cranbrook between that and then Forest Hill Central coming up. So Brother Rice is going to give us the show. They're gonna, they they could tell a story, but I'm going to watch the story. You know, let's see how they handle Catholic Central. This is also a story for Catholic Central because not nine times out of ten over the last few years, Catholic Central is right on this top ten, and they're not on my top ten right now because I can't put them there yet. I want to. I think they have the talent. I'm starting to see it. I'm starting to see it, so we'll see. We'll see tonight. Looking very forward to that game. Number five, HSE. They are five and two. They beat Liberty last week, fourteen to seven. They lost to Jerome, thirteen to ten. Uh, they play Center Grove, which is a team on the come up in Indiana. A very physical, a very tough team. I'm sure that that game's going to have a lot of penalties. Um, I don't think Center Grove is going to beat them, but I think it's going to be very physical because both teams are very physical. They're very tough. Um, HSC's only two losses are to the number one and number four team, and close ones. They lost by one to Brother Rice. They lost by three to Dublin Jerome. That's the closest a team has come to Dublin Jerome this year, I believe. So they're number five. And I think after, and I think they have a pretty clear shot now. I think they play Cathedral one more time or, or the rest of the year, and then I think they should run through the rest of the, the, the schedule. Uh, Cathedral is going through some changes right now. Again, that's another team. Don't ever count them out because they keep doing it year in, year out. They have the horses. It's just they're still, it's like they're still putting it together. Uh, I'm sure for this, for when it's HSC Cathedral in a couple weeks, I think, I think that'll be, um, that'll be a big telling game because you'll see, I'm sure it's going to be a different cathedral and I'm sure it'll be a, even though HSC looks great, I'm sure it'll be a completely different HSC. That's the, that's the beautiful part of it. Number six, Archbishop Moeller. 
Eight no. Eight no. Can you argue with eight no? Can't argue with eight no. Uh, they beat Saint X, their rival, ten to six at Saint X. Um, they play Elder next, and then they play Saint Ignatius, who. For some reason, it seems like people are sleeping on St. Ignatius. I don't want you to sleep on St. Ignatius. I think they're as powerful now, more powerful now, than they were earlier in the year. Um, trying to think, right off the top of my head, they lost to Western Reserve in overtime. They lost to, to um, uh, Culver. They beat Brother Rice. I'm trying to think, who, did, who else did they lose to? I can't think of it off the top of my head, sorry. Uh, wow, why can't I think of that? Hmm, anyway, I'll, I'll remember it in a second. So, that's Moeller. Now, again, Moeller is going to see St. Ignatius. There's going to change some things. Number seven is Springboro, who last week, Springboro was number three. Did Springboro lose? Nope. They're still 8-1. Their only loss is to the number two team in my rankings, say an X of Kentucky. Um, they beat Milford 10-4. They beat Sycamore 9-4. Their next four games are Marymount, Dublin Kaufman, Western Reserve, Moeller. We will know if Springboro is legit. I can tell you this. I watched Springboro play their last couple games. They didn't look inspired. You go into any of these next games looking like they have the last few games, they won't be on the top ten anymore. They came in with a lot of swagger in the beginning of the year. Uh, I don't see that swagger now. Maybe they're getting complacent. Maybe they're coming back from spring break. I don't know. They better tighten it up because these teams aren't going to sit there and say, we're going to lay down for you um, at all. So, again, Springboro is going to find out who they are. And, and at the right time. This is when it starts mattering. This is what makes it the fun part. Number eight is a team that hasn't been here for a while. And my rankings, you know, I haven't always been public. But East Grand Rapids, 5-0. and Can't argue with them. Uh, they had an overtime victory versus DCC versus Catholic Central. I understand it was a fluky, fluky goal. It's still a win. They still have a win versus Catholic Central. They just beat Rockford 11-3. Rockford is a strong public school team. That is, again, it's hard to figure out how it's going in Michigan. There were so many restrictions in Michigan um, that some practices were changed. That's going to take a while to shake out. There is so much talent in Michigan, but it's so hard to figure out because I think a lot of these a lot of the things in Michigan were due to having um, the COVID restrictions and teams couldn't practice and teams are getting suspended or, or they're suspending a season for a week or two and then they're not practicing and then kids are getting injuries because they're not warmed up or, or in shape proper. It's going to take Michigan another week or two to get to maybe the point of an Ohio or an Indiana right now um, that are farther along in their seasons where you could actually see the real teams. Um, but right now, East Grand Rapids is in the driver's seat. Number nine, San Ignatius. Uh, they're five and three. Again, still can't think of who they lost to. <laughs> they lost to, they beat Cathedral. They beat Brother Rice. They lost to Western Reserve in overtime. They lost to Culver. For the life of me, I can't think of who their third loss was to. Oh, double Jerome. <laughs> yeah, so they lost, they lost to Western Reserve 
Culver, and then lost by five to Dublin Jerome, and then beat number four, Brother Rice. Do I think they belong at uh, number nine? Um, I think you could move them up or down, but, you know, they have the three losses. And again, I don't rank Culver, and I don't rank Western Reserve because they can't go for the state championship, but you still take those wins and losses into account. I give them credit for playing those teams. I give everyone credit for playing Western Reserve or Culver. Uh, I think they should play them more or if they can. I think Culver and Western Reserve should play. Um, it's just a weird thing, you know. I'm sorry, you know, some people like to rank them. I don't because... This is a high school thing, and I don't see them pulling up a state high school championship. That's just my philosophy. That's not anyone else's, but you would know this by now. Um, St. Ignatius has coming up, their next four games are against Moeller. So they're going against uh, 8 No Moeller. They're going against Chagrin Falls. They're going against Upper Arlington. And they're going against uh, 8 No Hudson. And Hudson... Possibly in some rankings in some of the Midwest being, Hudson's up in a top 10 thing. Do I think Hudson's top 10 right now? No, I don't. I don't know if they've played the schedule to be in the top 10. They're going to get their chance. Hudson's going to play St. Ignatius. St. Ignatius has four bears of a game coming up. This will tell you who they are, which is going to be great for them. Again, that's great for them. Playing cupcakes isn't going to help you. Playing tough teams is going to help you. Uh, so that's good for them. MICDS, 8-0. They had a bad loss to this Met Jesuit. They lost. Overtime? Or was it overtime? Yeah. Uh, they lost. That was a bad loss. They beat Shawnee Mission East 12-11 in overtime. Um, they're number 10. They're hanging on. They've got one strong, really strong opponent left to tell me about them. And then I, think it's a ch- then I think it's a state championship for them. Um, but they play Upper Arlington. Shawnee Mission East, you did the job. You beat Shawnee Mission East. Shawnee Mission East, again, that was a game that could have gone either way. Like, I don't know how you could sit there and say, oh, this, it, it, there was no, we're a better, we're better, hands down, hands down. Like I said before, these are two very important teams in the Midwest. I want them to do great I want them to lift the Prairie States higher, so I root for both of them. Um, I knew that I would be choosing the winner of this game would be on the top ten, and the loser would not. That's just I, that's how I had to do it. But now MICDS in four days plays Upper Arlington, and that's a bear. No pun intended for the Upper Arlington Golden Bears. Is it Golden Bears? Yeah. Um, so there's our top ten. Okay, that's, that's the top ten this week. So to recap, really quick, Dublin Jerome 1, St. X, Kentucky number 2, Upper Arlington number 3, Brother Rice number 4, HSC number 5, Archbishop Moeller number 6, Springboro number 7, East Grand Rapids number 8, St. Ignatius number 9, MICDS number 10. Uh, do with that as you will. Now I will say this. Minnesota's back in action. Illinois is back in action. New Trier came out the other night losing at halftime and stepped on the gas in the second half versus a very good Glenbrook South team. Um, Benilde St. Margaret's 2-0. and They're handling their business. They play uh, Meadow Medai Saturday. That's a team that they, they – there's their test. There's where we'll see. Um, again, 
I've been very high on Benilde St. Margaret. Um, I've brought that up. I think Prior Lake's a team. We've got other teams that could be here. Loyola Academy will be on this top ten. Here's the terrible thing about Illinois, if you follow me on Twitter. They aren't having a state championship. They can't play anyone from out of state. No one can go in there from state. Um, So it's like, what's it for? A fake state championship? It, it, it's, it, again, this is the kind of thing that gets kids depressed. They bust their ass working to get in shape. They bust their ass getting back from an injury. They lost a year, and then they come back and they say, oh, here, you get to play six or seven games, but you can't play for a state championship. What's the point? Why have an, why have an athletic association? Why don't these teams just go out to a park and say, we're going to play and screw them? That's what I would do. That's what I would do. Um, As I said, I would host a round robin of the top teams in Illinois and say, you're playing, 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 and then one of you could be the champion. You could be the one-man ride champion. I'll get you a giant trophy, bigger than a Stanley Cup, um, because it's, 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 it's a shame. And, again, I know a lot of these kids in Illinois. A lot of them. I know probably every single kid on Loyola, every single kid on New Trier, probably almost every kid on Lake Forest, half the kids on Glenbrook South, half the kids on Evanston, uh, a lot of the Naperville kids, um, St. Rita kids, a lot of the Viator kids. You know why? Because they all played club in different clubs in Illinois, which I knew a lot of the club people. And these kids put in the work and they bust their ass and then they don't get a state championship or get to compete for a state championship. It's, again, it's just a sad situation that is being bungled by bureaucrats, okay? Indiana is right next door to them. They played football in the fall and lacrosse in the spring. Illinois is playing football right now and lacrosse, and then they can't play for a state championship. It's just the adults in the room aren't helping out the kids. And I'll bang my hat or bang my hand on that one because it's it's disgraceful. It's disgraceful. You're supposed to be helping these kids, and I don't give a shit. Sports is more important than freaking half the classes they take because it teaches you more than what you learn in, in, in class. Sorry. Guess what? Don't really care. I wasn't really one to like high school anyway. I went to two of them, and it took me five years. Anyway, okay, so there, there we go. There's another soapbox for me to jump on. Um, i got to see how much time is left in my recording because I seem to ramble on, and I don't have an idea of how long I talk sometimes. Um, okay, so we got a few minutes left. Um, so I'm going to say this. This summer is going to be the summer of Indy again. I don't, again, if you think this pandemic COVID is going away, you're crazy. It's not. We're going to see the same garbage we saw last year. And you're going to see tournaments struggling and, oh, you're not allowed to go to New York or you're not allowed to do this or New York's not allowed to go to Baltimore and all these. It's going to end up in Indiana again. Get ready for that. I like it because it's right in my backyard. But this is going to be it. Here's a little secret. I'm meeting with some people in Indiana next week to talk about bringing a lot more tournaments here. Um, Stay tuned for that one. Here's another stay tuned. Uh, Next week, 
tentatively scheduled to be my guest will be Mr. Lee Corrigan from Corrigan Sports. Uh, they run the All-America, the Under Armour All-American Games. We are going to be talking about the tryouts in the Midwest. The tryouts in the Midwest for the Upper Arlington, or for the, uh, the Upper Arlington, I'm looking at UA, for the Under Armour All-American Trials are July 1st at Grand Park in Indiana. There is not a better venue in the country. There's 31 fields under the lights. There are turf, grass, food, hotels. It's an easy city to travel. Perfect. So Mr. Lee Corrigan will be here next week. We will be talking everything about the Under Armour games, the Under Armour trials. Now, of course, I'm going to tell you now, which I'm going to say to him, is I want the whole damn thing here. I want the rest of the country to come to the Midwest. I don't want California to have to fly to Baltimore. I don't want Texas to have to go to Baltimore. Let's cut it in half for everybody and then make it real easy for me. Eh, selfish. But that's not actually the reason. I think it'd be easier for teams to get here. I also think it'll be easier for that time of the year what possibly could be, could be happening. Just a thing. Again, that will be brought up with Mr. Lee Corrigan next week. Uh, the goal, uh, the coaches for the Benz team, for the highlight, which is the older boys, the 22s, 23s, is Coach Kevin Minajic from uh, Naperville, Naperville Central. God, I forgot which one it was. Oh, uh, Chris Garland and uh, Dylan Sheridan. And for the command, which is the younger guys, it's Dan Left, David Ames, and John Bursner. Those are some quite, those are some big name coaches. Um, the biggest turnout last year for all of the tryouts was in the Midwest. Granted, we have 13 states covered under the Midwest, and it's a one-day event. Here's a poll question I'm going to put out there for all of you. For please, all of you should come and try out for it. I can tell you this firsthand. I got more questions from college coaches about the kids on the Under Armour team. They asked for my videos. I posted my videos. I had college coaches Ask for my videos. Not, I don't even know what other videos. They called me. As recently as last week, I sent my video out. Because I was there watching. And because I care about the Midwest, so I'm going to pay more attention to the Midwest. Um, like I said, that's what I'm going to do. So, there was such a huge turnout last year. And, and there was, I think there was 50 coaches that were helping to to do evaluations. I was wondering if you think it would be worth it, if you think this is something I should bring up with uh, Lee Corrigan about a two-day event. So there's a better chance of getting more, more eyes on you or maybe a cut down to a level or something. I will put a Twitter um, um, question, you know, a ranking or whatever thing, my brain's mush, and see what everyone's thought is to see if that's something that I should bring up with them. If you have any questions that you want me to ask Lee Corrigan about the Under Armour All-American Games, DM me, email me, mfw at onemanride.net or on Twitter at onemanride. Um, and then here's the other thing is I don't know about the national all-star tryouts, uh, but I am uh, someone who, you know, gives equal time. So I haven't heard from any of those people who want something to do. Uh, so that, that it was open last year to talk about it. It's open this year to talk about it. It's your choice. There is one thing I do want to bring up, and that's the Midwest High School Lacrosse Showcase. First year was last year at Grand Park. 
pretty darn good success. I had a team in it called the Corn Stars. It was a team of teams that didn't have their their high school team wouldn't do it for whatever reason. There were some of the reasons were political. Some of the reasons were they couldn't get enough players. So I had a hodgepodge of kids. We had a blast. We didn't win anything, but we had a blast. So if I have to do that again, I'll do that again. That is July 27th and 28th at Grand Park as well. I'm putting this out there now to all the high school teams. You know how I've said I'd like to see you play and there's like, oh, we can't play this team or we can't play that team? Well, you could do it here. You could play here. I could see all these top 10 teams coming here. And yeah, it could be done. It could be done. Um, it could be done. I know it, you know it, we all know it. It could be done. All of a sudden, you could be called Black Grizzlies or um, Blue Brothers or whatever thing that isn't your official team. But you can get it here, and it's up to the kids. And you know what? And it's fair to the kids. It's, it give them a little more time. And again, I'm not pushing this because it has anything to do with me. I'm pushing it because it's a Midwest thing where I could go in July and get to see some of the top teams in the Midwest all play each other for a trophy. Preseason. Let's see that happen then. Okay. Hey, guess what? I saw this team play this team in July. I get an idea of where they're standing for next year. Now, you might not have all the kids. You might not have all this. You might not have all that. But still, it's a fun experience. Um, I was there last year. It was a fun time. I'm sure the teams that were there had a very good time. Um, Last year, they did it where graduating seniors could have played because it was almost like, hey, this is your senior night. Uh, I believe this year, it's not. So it'll only be from class of 22, 23, 24, 25. Um, so the seniors who are graduating this year are not uh, eligible. So basically it's a preview of your next year's team. Some coaches will take advantage of this. Some coaches won't. Um, some coaches will choose to be in some other tournament for some other reason. Some coaches might think, oh, I'm not going to do this because this is going to help a competitor of something. Well, think of your kids, think of whatever, because it isn't about that. It's about getting a chance to get your kids a chance to play. So I hope a lot of teams do it. Again, I'll talk a lot more about this because, again, meeting with some people from Indiana next next week, and there could be very big news, um, a very big help behind, a very big push to get more lacrosse. Uh, you know, we have the infrastructure here to try to get a lot more things going, and I think it's a very easy place to get to. You're coming from Cleveland, you're coming from Columbus, you're coming from Cincinnati, you're coming from Detroit, you're coming from Chicago, you're coming from St. Louis, you're coming from uh, Louisville. Indiana is pretty central to all of them as opposed to saying I'm going to Chicago to Cleveland, uh, Detroit to uh, St. Louis. So Indiana, although not perfect, might be the perfect meeting spot to have some mix. So that's what I'll be talking with the uh, some people from the state of Indiana, um, and, and 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 talking about lacrosse. As, as I'd like to say, what I'll be doing is I'll be lobbying on behalf of uh, Midwest Lacrosse. I was very good at being a lobbyist, uh, so this will be what I will do. Um, but that should do it. For this week's episode, um, 
again, I sort of talked myself into a better mood. I was a little maudlin to start, but I feel good. I feel a little excited. I'm ready to go watch the uh, Catholic Central and um, Brother Rice game. Again, if you need to reach me, mfw at onemanride.net or at onemanride on Twitter. Until next week, peace.